nice like you, Ruby said wistfully, and to look clean and neat the way you do. Reckon you can make me ladylike? Verity looked hard at her new friend for a moment. She was wearing the same boy's tweed jacket and dirty dress as the day before, but she had made a real effort to look better. Her red hair was combed, she'd even tied it back with a strip of cloth, and her face looked well scrubbed. She wasn't what anyone would call pretty, but there was something very arresting about her. Maybe it was her green eyes that sparkled with mischief, the few freckles across her small nose, or the way her plump mouth turned up at the corners, as if she was smiling constantly. It was certainly a good face. Verity knew that a properly fitting jacket, dress, and shoes would transform Ruby. She could easily smuggle these things out of the house for her, but she was reluctant to offer them in case she embarrassed her. I'd love to help. She reached forward and took Ruby's hand. If you'd allow it, I'd bring you some clothes and some ribbons for your hair next time we meet, but I'm afraid that might make you feel bad. To her surprise, Ruby laughed. It wouldn't make me feel bad, but if I went home with new togs, Ma would have them down uncle's soon as look at you. Why take them to your uncle's? Verity asked. Ruby shook her head, as if amused at the question. He ain't my uncle. It's what we call the pawn shop. Don't suppose you know about that neither. We get money there by taking in things of value. We pay more to get them out again. You take clothes into such a place? Verity was horrified. People like me ma that needs a drink do, Ruby said. I'll show you one day if you like. An hour or two later, Verity had learned about a great many more new things, including pie and eel shops, music halls, and potato and hop picking in Kent. Jellied eels sounded disgusting, but she would like to go to a music hall, and Ruby had made potato and hop picking sound like fun. She'd also peered through a very dusty window of a pawn shop and seen men's suits, polished boots, a trumpet, and assorted jewellery amongst mountains of clothing, bedding, and books inside. Some of the more conventional sights Ruby had shown her, Trafalgar Square, Buckingham Palace, and the statue of Eros in Piccadilly, she'd seen many times before. Also, some of the theatres Ruby pointed out, speaking excitedly about the actors and actresses who had performed there, were ones where Verity had seen plays or shows with her parents. But she got a different perspective by hearing Ruby's thoughts on them. "'I loves to stand outside theatres and watch the toffs arrive in,' she said outside the Haymarket Theatre. I ain't never been in a car or a cab. Fancy being rich enough to go everywhere in one. Or being rich enough to have a fur coat or a diamond necklace. Just the price of a ticket for up in the gods would buy me food for a week. For Verity, it was commonplace to go about town in either her father's car or in a cab. Her mother had both diamonds and a fur coat, and it certainly had never occurred to her that a theatre ticket cost as much as a week's food for some people. Suddenly she felt ashamed that she had so much and Ruby so little. It wasn't fair at all. At home she had dresses she'd only worn two or three times before they were too small for her, and each mealtime there was so much food left uneaten. Granted that sometimes this was made into a meal for the following day, but mostly it went straight in the dustbin. But as shocking as the inequality between her and Ruby was, it was nothing compared to discovering what Ruby's mother did for a living. They were sitting on a bench in St. James' Park, looking at the ducks on the pond, when Ruby said she often went through her mother's pockets when she was asleep to get money to pay the rent and buy food. She said if she didn't do this, it would only be spent on drink. So how does she earn the money? Verity asked. 
Selling herself, of course, Ruby replied. But how? What way? Verity asked in bewilderment. She lets men fuck her. Verity was so shocked she could only gape at her new friend. She'd been told that word at school just a few weeks ago. The girl who told her said, though it was mostly used as a very bad swear word, it also meant the sex act. You mustn't say that word, it's a really bad one, Verity protested. Round where I live, folk use it all the time, Ruby said defiantly. Besides, it's what Ma does, and it ain't no good you looking like that at me, all big eyes and stuff, because you don't know how hard it is to get respectable work when you've got a kid in tow. When I was born, it was either that or the workhouse. I'd have been taken off her, and she didn't want that. She did what she did because of me, and I know she only drinks to forget what she's become. As shocked as Verity was, she was also touched by Ruby's understanding of her mother's predicament and her loyalty to her.